Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Doug. I'm Boar. I'm Brandon. And this is the show where we talk about all that stuff. Uh, every other week, we come at you with the latest pop culture happenings, and then every week in between, uh, it's usually some more specific conversations. Last time, we talked about the 15th anniversary of 8-Bit Theater. With creator Brian Clevenger, who's also a co-founder of this very network. And next week, I'm going to be talking with Mark with a C, whose new album, Unicorns Get More Bacon, is out now. And, uh, man, it's, there's been all kinds of shit happening. Um, I think last time we, we got together, we talked about X-Files, which hadn't released its final episode yet. And, uh, if we had seen that episode, it would have been a different conversation because it was a crippling disappointment. Yeah. Chris Carter, George Lucas himself. I don't know if I'd go that far. I would go exactly that far. It I, was it was awful. I, I haven't seen any of the new season, but I'm I'm okay with spoilers. So well, what, to be honest, well, the spoilers, I, uh, the spo- spoiling the ending really just says. And then uh, they go and they're about to like something big is like about to happen, but you're not really quite sure what. And then it cuts to credits. Okay, so, like, it's, so, it's, so it's, it's not really the end. It's like a cliffhanger. Yeah, left open it for is a new a complete season. Complete cliffhanger they is, just, is the whole final episode a waste of time it's pretty much well the, the final episode is a story that they could have stretched over their six episode micro season that they had the entire story is compressed into a single hour with terrible narrative contrivances characters they recently introduced that you don't care about and um and then it's a story that's kind of like out of nowhere like chris carter allegedly you know wrote a script for a, a third x-files movie and was gonna wrap up you know his his big myth arc and instead just is diddling fans like woo look at all this stuff i've got i got all these plans except he doesn't it's like he's making it up as he goes along which would be fine if he admitted that but he's been like i'm a master planner of this huge continuity i mean i know there's obviously been things throughout the continuity that they've kind of made up like oh uh scully has a baby now well we don't even know how we're going to resolve that we'll end this in the season with that that happened right right but you know well like the, like, the, the first episode there's there's like these bookends like everything gets introduced in the first episode of the season you kind of forget about all of it and then the last episode is like part two it's even called like it's like my struggle part two yeah. which is is that supposed to be reference to mind Kampf? uh you know i forget chris carter he there was some there's something <clears throat> called my struggle there's something else called my mind Kampf. You're right. Is that German for my struggle? Yeah. Okay. I didn't. Uh, I don't know German, guys. Sorry. I, I, I don't forget. know. I, I read it. I read what his. You read Mein Kampf? No. No. <laughs> I read. I read an interview with Chris Carter. 
Um, <laughs> it was, it's in German. How would I read that? Uh, there's translations. There's translations. I'm, yeah. sure there's, I'm sure there's translations. But it, I read, there's an interview with Chris Carter. He mentioned where it came from. I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't Hitler. Um, but it may as well be because it's a big crock of shit. Hitler was a very successful dictator, it's but a piece unlike of shit Hitler, person. this Wait, was a crock of shit. Did you just <laughs> compare Carter to Hitler? Lucas, well, Hitler, I, I, it's I, all I, I don't, for him. I, 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 can, I can fairly compare him to George Lucas because I feel he he, he shit all over his his own baby. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I can't compare him to Hitler because Hitler, for all of his failings as a human being, was really good at the awful things he did. Wow. So he's really good at the <laughs> awful things he did. I hope he, no one did, listening did, is offended did, to did that. Did he not? Did he not succeed in many terrible, terrible things that he set out to do? He succeeded yeah. in terrible things, but ultimately he lost. Ultimately, thank God he did. Yeah. yeah. Can you? be a successfully shitty person is that yeah yeah you can bore if, that, if that's what you set out to do if you set so out to be a shitty person you can successfully be a shitty person but if you're being a shitty person and your goal is to be a nice person then you're failing well yeah you're failing at uh, being, at being a, a, a being a person, person. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> being an actual person in, yeah. in other news muppets completely turned around um they they had a better or worse better because um, okay, I, I was, you were on the fence. For I a while. was on the fence I, I was for a while. The fence, yeah, yeah. And after the mid-season break, they got a new um, creative head of the show, a uh, new showrunner. And uh, were thing- they were they making like was Pache sort of like the thing that was personifying that change? Yes. Okay. Yeah, there was a character. They introduced a character called Pache who uh, spelled. P I Z Z A. No, that's that's pizza, and you're lying to me. <laughs> no, no, that's that a, a Brandon joke. joke. Is he... that actually a joke in yes. the show? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, Pache, and it's pizza. It's, it's is he it... Italian? No. All right, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, and he he comes in as this like network heel to try to fix the show because the ratings aren't great. <laughs> his name's Pizza. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. No, his name's Pache. Get it right. Yeah. yeah and this okay. is a Muppet. This is like a no. No, he was a human. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, formerly, all of the guest stars, the human guest stars, it was the usual thing of like, oh, hey, it's so-and-so. Let me blow you for a while. Oh, we'll blow each other. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Muppets. Were we watching yeah. the same show? Why? This is an but, awesome show. All, 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 the, all the involvement between the humans and the Muppets was really just masturbatory and weird. Um, On not, the new not, show. Not literally, yes. Not, you, but, when you it, say like, oh, you know, like like previously when the Muppets had celebrities I on. Know, I mean, like, Fozzie Bear did date. A woman, so right, but that's earlier on the on the show. When, he, when but when Cap was like, <laughs> "That's oh, illegal," celebrities on the show. Okay, like, that's uh, every uh, that's every episode of Muppet Show. But you're talking about the new Muppet the, the show. New, the new Muppet yeah, Show. Yeah, yes. Yeah. The, the theme of tonight's episode is Cap will say something that is a sweeping, generalizing, weird statement that then gets blown up in his face. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what we're going for here. Anyway, the new show got better. Um, they did away with a story arc I actually liked because the, the only thing that they had going for themselves before was that they broke up Kermit and Miss Piggy and had a new pig named Denise who was working at the office and uh, or who's not at the office. She was working also for the network and uh, the love triangle thing of, of Kermit with his new relationship who he really cares about but then his feelings for Miss Piggy as a friend who's an ex who's also a co-worker. It was really well handled. It actually made me cry at times. And... <laughs> Girl man crying that to Muppets. And... Then they immediately, as soon as the new showrunner came in, got rid of the whole thing. Because like, like they get rid of, uh, they got rid of the character of Denise. Or? Yeah, they, they did. Um, did she get hit by a truck? Like no, they killed I mean, her like, off. Like she and Kermit were taking some time off, and then things between Kermit and Miss Piggy got kind of edgy again. Yeah, I think all there's been is like a phone call since then of, of her. Yeah, it's like she's she's gone. Like that whole yeah. plot is wiped, and it was a shame because I thought that was actually really well handled. But fan response was like, "No, they're together!" And oh my god! And the the one problem, the one problem of the show is that they're reuniting relationships. Like um, 
they actually made a point. The former creative director <laughs> made a point of getting rid of uh, things like uh, talking chickens. So uh, Camilla, Wait, Camilla, Gonzo's girlfriend, was nowhere to be seen. And now, but now all of a sudden, she's back in the picture. Whereas there was a great episode of him lamenting her not being around. But then they get back together immediately. So all the Muppet so there's relationships, no consistency, is what you're well, saying. All, but all, well, basically there is. But all the Muppet relationships are all of a sudden back together. That's the bad part. But the the consistency of the overall show, it's getting funnier, it's getting sharper, it's good. But it's not renewed for a second season yet, and I really hope it is. See, if they were going old school, they would have had Gonzo pining after Miss Piggy, and it wouldn't have been like that. Kermit and her would have been in a relationship. Was that ever a thing? Yeah, yeah, and the original show, Gonzo was oh, like right, in yeah. love with Miss Piggy, and he was always like, well, but then, he was like her biggest fan. But then huh. Camilla entered the picture, right? You know? But then also, fucking Kermit and Miss Piggy got married. So is that con- is that continuity? You know, is that canon? No. I... Why does no one date um... Fozzie? Well, I was gonna say Oscar <laughs> the Grouch, but that's a different <laughs> that's a different show. I was like, yeah. why doesn't Kermit get with Oscar? But no, it's a wrong show. I, 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 Kermit get with Oscar? <laughs> Are you like? Jumping into your trash pile. <laughs> there were crossovers though, because I mean, Kermit used to Kermit go was on, on Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. He was the correspondent, news correspondent. I heard that once. I've never seen it, but yeah, he, did, <laughs> he was a good correspondent. For well, Sesame you know, uh, Kermit, Kermit, and Oscar are probably pretty good friends because uh, you know Oscar attracts a lot of flies, and so uh, that's obviously Kermit's primary food source. And Kermit always um, says it's not easy being green. Oscar, Oscar knows, knows that's that better like. than he, most, and, yeah. and he, can, can, re- he can relate. Yeah. yeah, he actually couldn't rise above that, which is why he lives in a trash can. And Oscar did appear in the Great Muppet Caper, so there you go. Okay, I didn't but, know any of this. Okay. But there's, but there's no, there's no continuity at all, seemingly. But it, it's great. It's so much better than the movies, um, and it's, and it's improved so much. I really, genuinely enjoy watching the show now, and uh, wasn't just like my morbid Muppet curiosity being fulfilled. It's actually something I look forward to. Um, so I hope it comes back. And that's uh, random abrupt TV rants that we decided to start the <laughs> episode with. So. Okay. Uh, <laughs> What else is going on, guys? I uh, just sitting at this table, chilling. <laughs> I, on it, no, honestly, that's what's happening yeah, now. That's, that's, you know. Oh, you mean before I came here? Yeah, um, I ate some cool donuts. No, literally, all I've been doing is either working, um, saving bird lives because you know I'm I'm better than most people, so I uh, save lives. Right. I mean, I mean um, we we make a joke about your familiarity with um, ornithology on the show a lot, but maybe well, I don't, I'm not an expert. I never, I just, I know some of it. I don't Compared know to the rest scientific of us, you are. names. I mean, people, people might not realize that you work for a birds of prey sanctuary and that you regularly um, operate on birds to some degree. <laughs> Rehabilitate, I'd <laughs> when, imagine. When I operate on birds, I will say that they're no longer alive. Not because of me. You know, sometimes a bird will die because you we do don't, bird we autopsies. Know. I, well, they're called a necropsy. Autopsy is only when you do it on a human. It's like autobiography. Oh. See, he's already looked at his drop of knowledge, man. Well, dropping science. I didn't know that. I kept saying, like, they're like, oh, do, would you like to do this necropsy? And I was like, on a bird. And I was like, we don't know how as it As long died. as it's not an autopsy, so I'm fine. get in there and fool around. <laughs> Wait, so even it. alien autopsies, that's not a real thing? It's it's not I guess I'd be called necropsy. an autopsy. Yeah. 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 Oh. It's literally, oh. if you're doing it on another species, You mean that video was fake? Yeah. <laughs> that video wasn't telling me the truth? It was a human, after all. Because the base word is the title. But no, you know, I'll do necropsies on birds sometimes. Whatever, no biggie. So you light some candles and... Uh, I light some candles. I do I do a seance. I draw a pentagram. I get three girls. Lies, lies a feather. 
stiff as a board and then we cut open a bird. We have, <laughs> we have a, we have a good time. I'll cut open a bird. I'll be like, Oh, did his, his organ, his organs are shot. He's, you know, literally, do you, do you literally literally shot with a pellet. Now, what, that's when why you, do you died. You, you, you do this to figure out how a bird died. Sometimes if, if we use an x-ray or some sort of MRI or something and we can't figure out how he died, suddenly you'll be like, well, did he bleed internally until he, you know, hemorrhaged? You know, but that is like the that. goal of the, of the necropsy. Yeah. To find out specifically why. Okay. So, and on bald eagles, they, they have to figure it out because there's a federal program to know like why every bald eagle. So you find a bullet in a bald eagle you got to match to the gun and, and csi miami that you're shit. like a, um, you're like i a don't bird do that Sherlock. <laughs> but when we find a bird that has a bullet in it you know we we do call the police and they they all come from polk county so if anyone from polk county is listening eat a dick <laughs> stop shooting birds <laughs> stop shooting birds you could shoot other people because there's plenty of those shoot a fucking cat or dog there's a million of those whoa yeah, seriously. Uh, I guess, I guess the, the, the views of Brandon Garrison do not represent the views of the Nerdy Show podcast. Well, of if, you, if you shoot a bird, have the decency to eat it. I guess really. So I'm okay with that. that. If you're going to eat the bird, yeah, but just don't I, I shoot it and leave it. Yeah, it. whatever. Eat that bullet. Um, other than that, I've been playing some video games. Well, what have you been playing? Some disappointing stuff. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> just, well, I mean, I there were two games that I've been kind of like waiting for. They're kind of just independent games. Um, I, I mentioned them a few times. Unravel. Right. And uh, Firewatch. And basically, I was Firewatch like... Firewatch is out. I was, wow. I was well, looking forward out. to Firewatch. Well, it got good reviews and everything. And I was like, oh, man, these games look really great. I can't wait. And I, I usually like independent games because they're they're different. They're right. more experimental. Right. They're willing to take risks. And they're, they're small production. So they, they use what they can to be more creative. I don't really like either of them. And I don't think they're worth the money. Okay, so <clears> Unravel <throat> is a side-scroller game where you play a little yarn person and you got the, you're trailing some yarn behind you. Okay, so right. Unravel, the game mechanics are pretty tight. You know, there's really good physics and, like I said, the game mechanics. So you're this little tiny yarn puppet and it's a side-scroller and you figure out puzzles along the way. And the, the more you move, the more yarn you use up until you're like this scrawny thing and you can't move anymore. And each level is more difficult, more challenging. You know, there's like crabs will try to kill you or there's like pits and you can use your yarn to make like bungee cords and climb up things and make trampolines and, and, and eventually you're kind of out of yarn. photorealistic looking. Yeah, it looks like you're in like almost like real areas. The problem I had with this game was not the gameplay itself. It was the story that made me want to throw up dicks and not not <laughs> not the good kind of you dicks that you throw dicks up. First, yeah, so. so you throw up dicks when you when I played this game. So I don't know how to explain it other than that the main story opens up with an old woman, a really detailed old woman, sitting at a table, being depressed, and she walks up some stairs past a bunch of photos of, like, real people, and then you begin your journey as a little puppet, just suddenly. And you go through her house, and there's picture frames of different things, and each one is a different level. And it's, like, really sappy, and the game's supposed to show, like, past connections to everything, and... Basically, when I'm playing, a, you're playing a level trying to collect things to basically scrapbook. <laughs> you're scrapbooking memories for this old, pathetic lady who's depressed. And you'll walk by, like, you'll be on a level where there's, like, a beach. And you're, you're you know, going by. And you'll see, like, two actual pictures of, like, children digging in the sand, smiling. And I'm just like, I want to throw up. So, I, so, I, you're, so it sounds like you're saying <clears throat> that you feel like the mechanic was, was really good. Solid gameplay, But they yeah. just tried to shoehorn in a sappy story. If you like just that sort of thing. Game. I, I can't tell if, Brand, if it's just too saccharine for Brandon. Oh, I know it's totally or, my opinion. I just when I see or children maybe smiling, it's actually touching. Oh, maybe no, I'm sh- I'm sure it's touching for normal people. I'm sure it touches you in ways that watching photos of children are supposed to touch you. But when I look play this game, and every time I walk by a certain point, and there's like a person smiling, and it's like a past memory of like children having fun, I'm just like blah, throw up. <laughs> so I couldn't get past it, and I haven't played the game since. Well, what about Firewatch? That game looked amazing. That's yeah. even worse. Really? It, it was, it was, uh, the, 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 I thought it looked super boring. The but... trailer that it showed was this, first um, off it is. 
Okay. It's it, kind of like an isolation, isolationist in the, uh, in the well, in let the me, wilderness Let thing. me explain a little bit. Um, Firewatch is a game that's $20 for three to five hours of gameplay. Okay. Which right there is a fucking absurd. I'm not paying $20 to play a game with no replay value for five hours. Unless it's amazing. Um, secondly, the first like 20 to 30 minutes are all text choose your own adventure things where you'll choose certain options and you're given the illusion of choice and there's no real choices in the game. It's all fake. So basically here, let me, let me have an example. It'll be like, you meet this lady, you know, and, and you guys eventually get married. And one of the options is like, do you get this really cute puppy or do you get this really buff attack dog? Um, she likes the puppy, but you like the dog. But if you get the big attack dog, you know, it might stop muggers or something later on. And then I like, Oh, do the cute puppy. Cause I'm doing it for my lady. She wants a cute puppy. Fuck, I need a big scary attack dog for her. And then you get the cute puppy, and she gets mugged anyway. And then there's other decisions where, like, wait, she, hold on. Wait, wait, hold, hold wait. on. It doesn't sound that like that doesn't you, sound like the illusion of choice. It, it sounds it, like your choice no, actually made a difference. because it has it has nothing to do with the main story. This is just the beginning. No matter what choices you pick, it ends the same. There's okay. no different ending result. Okay. Uh, and like I said, this is just the beginning where it's like do this option or this option, and then the next two. You're sentences, making it seem like it had absolutely <clears throat> no bearing on anything at all. Like, oh, I picked the puppy and she still got mugged. Well, it, do- I... it doesn't because only it only affects the next two sentences literally, and that's it. I got gotcha. And then the next part will be like, and all the choices are terrible things too. There's no like good or bad choices. You're a horrible person in this game. So. She'll be like, it'll say, and yeah, this is still like just all text dialogue at the beginning. And, and while you're like, you're walking through the woods and it keeps going to weird texts about your life and how you got here. And one's like, she finds her, she gets the job of her dreams, but she has to move away. So do you convince her to commute really far all the time because you don't want her to go? Or do you convince her to not take her dream job? There is no option of like going with her or anything. This sounds super mundane. <clears throat> yeah. And then by the time you get to the end of this story, she has early onset dementia. You put her in a home and you run away from, re- from life to take a job looking for fires in the woods. I see how you say it really doesn't matter then. Yeah. It's just like, it's like <laughs> no matter like, what you, you choose. Build, you build the story of your life. We already know that you're here in the woods now yeah. and that's what matters. That's, that's Everything essentially else beforehand, the game. It, 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 the backstory doesn't really doesn't matter. You could just, whatever, fuck it. No, I no, understand and, what you're saying. Even yeah. the choices when you're actually playing the game don't matter. For instance, um, you know, the point is to prevent fires and like you... you so you wait, st- is it a visual novel or is it an actual game? No, it's an actual game. That was just the beginning. The rest of it is you have, you, you basically, that's how you got to where you are now where you join this um I don't I want to say patrol where you you like, sign up for a job like to watch for fires in a forest. Yeah, yeah. It's completely in the middle of nowhere. You get there and there's a walkie-talkie and your boss who is a girl or or a lady's on there and I feel like there's going to be some romantic interest in there and there kind of is. Anyway, and she just tells you orders over that and you do them and and you basically stumble upon two kids and then they went missing and the rest of the game you're kind of figuring out what happened to them. And any choice you have, I stopped playing at that point like a little bit after cuz it was so boring. And the story was so like meh that I didn't care. So another independent game that I just completely stopped. So playing. you didn't finish it? No, because I heard the <clears throat> reviews I read a say, bunch of different that say things. Like when you get to the end, it's like oh shit, not like a big twist, but rather like it picks up. Well, and like if really... I played another two hours, I would have beaten it. I, but you know, but I also read things like there are certain choices where like the whole game is an illusion of choice, and they did that on purpose. But mm. I don't like that because, for instance, there's a part for the story to progress that this like campsite or whatever has to be like lit on fire, mm-hmm. and you have a choice. Like you get to there, and there's some event happens, and it says like you can burn this camp or whatever or not. And if you choose not to because you don't want to and you want to be a decent human being or whatever, it happens anyway because it needs to to progress the story. Right. So no matter what you do, the same events are going to happen um, at the end. There's that that operator lady that who's your boss that you're mm-hmm. talking to in a walkie. If you tell her at a certain point, like, wait for me here for this uh, thing that's going to happen, she doesn't. You tell her to do something else, like, oh, call the cops when these... Pl- 
like you make a solid choice, like call the cops when these kids are missing. She doesn't like it doesn't matter what you choose. Hmm. It follows a set path regardless. And that really bugged me. And I like what well, I was one of the reasons I stopped. And it was really boring. And I know it got really good reviews and I don't know why. Once again, maybe it was just me. And these are all just text choices too, like no, well, they're they're dialogue options that pop up almost like um, okay. a Mass Effect box that'll appear, like do this or do that. But like I said, it's an illusion of choice, and nothing really changes because of it. it sounds kind like of like the novel. ending of Mass Effect. No matter what you do, <laughs> the one thing ha- it's it's literally that the whole game. Um, <clears throat> so I was really disappointed because I was like really excited for these in, like independent games because they're usually really cool. Yeah, I thought Final like was awesome. Broforce came out for free. On PS4, yeah. Um, if you're a PlayStation Plus user, that game's amazing. I love it. It's the Expendables, the game, pretty much, which is what it, yeah it is. And if you haven't witnessed Broforce, it's this insane pixel shooter. We did a video with the creators of it at E3 two years ago and had a lot of fun. You should definitely check out the video. Uh, there were some push-ups and some. I can't really tell. I I forget <laughs> if they just like if they're kind of making fun of America, but that's okay because they're not American. Yeah, <laughs> at all, any of them. But so it was really funny. Like, oh yeah, Americans and take over everything by force. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but but the game Broforce, if you haven't played, it, it's like a side-scrolling, you know, run and gun kind of game where you play all the greatest action heroes, and they change the names even though they're exactly that character. Like Rambo is Rambro, you know, Terminator is Brominator, Indiana Brones. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bro Cop is my personal favorite. It's a good and, naming convention. And Bro, they have Abraham, the Brobarian. Abraham Lincoln? He's not in it, but that would be oh, great. Damn. So would Casey Brones, but he's not in it too. <laughs> that would be man. Yeah. man. There, there's a um, Ripley from Aliens. There's a Bro version. I think it's called like Bro Ripley. Uh, like seriously. <laughs> and it's a really buff Why dude. not just it's Ripley? A, I don't know. I, I think I wrote it down. There's, there's so many. It's, it's like Ellen Ripro but, okay. I, or something. But All it right. has literally her haircut. And like the jumpsuit, and it's just on a big buff guy. <laughs> and, Are you sure it's a buff guy? Are you sure it's just a super buff lady? You know what? Could be. You're right. Uh, Mc, MacGyver's in it, McBrover, and he uses bubblegum to climb walls and throws dynamite. <laughs> and you can throw a giant turkey that atta- attracts, you know, people and then blow them up. Anyway, it's a really fun game. And I'm not dissing the indie games because I'm like, oh, these have a story. Lame. I just, I didn't like the story. And it was, it was like watching the notebook. Well, if you're being railroaded, you know, then it's, it's just, like not a game. And, you know? and it's yeah. just that I couldn't get behind either stories for either game. And it, it didn't grab my attention. And that's why I haven't played them since. I have them. I will play them eventually, but I haven't gone back to them. Well, I, I finally managed to pull myself <laughs> away from Fallout 4 long enough to, uh, turn on my Steam link for the first time and, <gasps> and get some of the PC games that had been warming my computer, but not, my gameplay time um welcome to having steam yeah <laughs> yeah uh i i just i my computer is my my workspace so i can't really game there i want to game on the couch so i got the steam link i got the steam controller and so far so good i'm having a great time and i haven't finished it yet but i have started undertale which i'm really ex- was really excited to play because um it got incredible reviews it was the biggest indie game of last year and yeah the, i saw that game and it looks incredible the, the guy toby fox who made it i mean he uh, I, I met him at um, fa- uh, Camp Fangamer, the Earthbound convention last year. So there's there's a definite connection between the comedic stylings of Earthbound and the strange nature of Undertale. Brandon, what did you think of of the the moment you saw this game? I have uh, no idea what the hell's going on in that game, but it's hilarious. You'll be fighting dogs, and your attack options are like roll in the sand or roll in the dirt, and then if you do it successfully with a mini game to dodge their attacks, they go. You smell like a puppy. What's happening? There's a puppy here now. And then you have new options like pet them. And they're like, we're being pet by a puppy. And this is how you like a normal turn-based attack happens. And you can choose to either like kill them or spare them. And I have no idea what's... It's the most confusing and, thing I've ever seen, and but it's amazing. The game, the game changes based on who you 
actually fight and kill because there's so many unique characters and they can all die. Is it true? So you can play the whole game without actually killing anything? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. like from, okay. from, from what few minutes I saw you play, it's the most constructively counterintuitive <laughs> game I've ever seen. <laughs> it that, has that the weirdest puzzles, quote. too. Like, that's, that's the only way I could describe that, where it's like, you know what? It wants me to do this. I'm going to do the opposite. And it's like, congratulations. Move on. It's like, <laughs> it's like, all right, playing the game. And Bor, you've played it as well, right? Yeah, I've played it a little while, but I wasn't too huge of a fan of it. Like, I think I actually played it for maybe like five or six hours just because everybody was telling me that it was amazing. And I kind of kept waiting for it to happen. And I guess it just doesn't push the right buttons with me. But it's, it's I can definitely understand why from what I saw. It's yeah. a specific, you need a specific sense of humor. Or, yeah, but she obviously. Don't. I I don't think I have. Did that you like Earthbound? Did you play Earthbound? No, mm-hmm. it's probably it's probably where it stems. Well, I, I I didn't play Earthbound, so I, I have no idea if I would like that. <laughs> you probably won't like Earthbound. <laughs> then yeah, don't don't. Probably play. not. You should play it anyway. But as I was telling Cap, if you do certain things in the game, like reload saves, um, the game will mess with you in, in certain ways. Wait, so. will it? Yeah, apparent, apparently there's there's some characters who whose death can happen accidentally or on purpose. And like main characters? Prominent characters. And uh, if you go back to a previous save to try to like be like, oh man, didn't want that to happen, other characters may comment on like, your, your acknowledging. Your save loading and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Is it like Mr. Rossetti from Animal Crossing? Kind of, but it doesn't really punish you. It just kind of knows that you've done a thing it would be great if you loaded a previous save to like save a character and it goes oh well guess what we killed another one so thank you <laughs> that's your punishment and maybe that will loading. happen later i don't know how far you are it would be day. a pretty meta game it's just like oh want to go back and save that person's like congrats you saved this person but to but give this- a life we must take a life <laughs> and just like it's another person you want one person must die you don't regardless. know that that won't like, happen it's I, I have also heard that later in the game it will mess with you even worse like outside of the game uh oh man i'm not it gonna turns i'm the not lights gonna on and off uh, it calls you oh shit it calls you Sorry. no but it might seem like the game was off when it's not stuff like that it's taking pictures of yeah. you using your mind. cool I, I it's not anything that weird but I am, I'm not going to spoil anything because I, I, I have been lightly spoiled on, on <laughs> Video later. Vision. I, I am. I'm loving the experience so far, so I, I cannot wait to see what that means. Yeah, I want to. I, I saw you play for five minutes, and I'm already more interested in playing Actually, that. Actually, Tony's the one that bought me the game. Really? Because he said I have to play it, and then I'm. I feel kind of bad that I don't really like it. <laughs> but I warned him. I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this. <laughs> you did tell it to him straight. Did he buy it for you? Like as a way, like no, I'm buying this for yeah. you because I'm that He's sure. Like, yes, he wow. was like, no, you have to play it. Oh, well, you know, mm. it's not always right. <laughs> mm. um, Whenever you gamble, my friend, sometimes you lose. Doug, <laughs> uh, you, you've, you haven't had a chance to play many video games lately, except when you come over here yeah. and play Fallout 4, but, but that's sort of changed for you, hasn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I moved into Orlando now, and my roommate now has an Xbox One, so I have access to something newer than a PS2. So, <laughs> so I'm playing these like, oh, this is like the future. There's a connect and I'm moving things. And it, it's been exciting. And, uh, uh, I've been playing a bunch of games like just like that I've never even heard of. And, um, I started, uh, I started a profile. And I started playing, um, uh, connect sports rivals, which I know is like a couple years old at this point, but it's new to me. And I'm going through and is it like Wii sports only for Microsoft? Um, not, it, it's not. A traditional, like, boring sports game. The Connect Sports Rivals <laughs> is like, 
okay, we're going to make a cartoon version of you, and it scans your face and the connect. You move up, down, left. You know, it scans your face, and then it scans your body, and it makes a cartoony, you know, character of you. And then that's your avatar in the game. You can make it look however you want, though. But I kept it like me. So when I, uh, you and you can challenge friends on Xbox Live. So like, I have like my roommate, and I I made uh, my wife Nina make one. So now I can challenge them, and I'll do these crazy events like the water, like the jet skiing, or climbing, or uh, bowling and stuff. And I'll do whatever, and you can challenge them, and then. When they start to play, the avatar that you made, it, like, saves your skill level. So when they play, whenever they end up playing, oh, they're playing. it's sort of like they're playing with you. Yeah, but you could play live in the same room if you're there. But if you're, like, you know, on a different system or something, you can do it, you know, separately. So could you like get that. a professional bowler and then, like, have them do it in, with your avatar really well and then save that? And when someone in theory, plays against you, could. you. In theory, you could. But you'd only be doing a disservice to yourself because unless you were going to have the professional bowler be there all the time to bowl for you when you so like let's say you did that really good day yeah like let's say you did that you had a professional bowler bowl really well and then it beat like all your friends on xbox live at bowling now you're like all right great thanks you beat all my friends i got the points now it's time for me to continue playing the bowling that you're going to be against is so fucking hard (laughs) in order to meet the professional level because everyone it raises you know all the bots oh the the other players yeah the the, the, yeah the the normal bots when you're not playing actual people will raise up to your level of skill i can't even imagine miming bowling like it was hard enough with the Wii, actually, like with the Wii mode. it's actually really easy. Like Does it bowling, even get the rotation of your wrist? Well, at least with it, the Wii mode, well, you have a button thing. to like let go. You right know? now, that is helpful. But the um, bowling on this is like you can put spins on it. The trick to learning how to play this game is. Don't go for what you would do in the real world. Go for what you do in this cartoon world. So it's like it, it's sort of <laughs> so it's cartoony not physics. realistic. Got it? No, no, no. But but the thing, the reason why I keep playing it is well, one, it's fun to see my avatar just beat the shit out of like all the, like when you're climbing. I'll be like I'm climbing and I'll be like oh my wife's avatar is up there and my you know my roommate's avatar is up there. I'll be climbing and it's like oh shit they're getting they're passing me they're passing me. I got to get to the top first. You can grab their ankle and pull them off the mountain. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Very sportsmanlike. Of but you. that's the thing. It's it's not it's not like the olympics this is like this fantasy island where it's like only the best will survive you know and it's not like survivor though but it's 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 like this weird mix of it's very comical and uh very colorful very cartoony um and it's fun just but doing all the crazy shit that you can do like you know you're on the jet skis and you do weird flips and stuff to get fans and the more fans you get the more money you get and anyway but the reason why i keep playing this is um uh aside from beating everyone on there that i they like it just makes a new challenge for me to beat them after i played it for like I'd say maybe like a good like hour and a half to two hours after work one day. I was like, man, that was a lot of fun. And I sit down on the couch. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go grab a soda. I get up and I go, ah, oh, no. <laughs> like, because you're literally like jumping like Are full you sore? From- oh, yeah, dude. No, like, because when you're playing soccer, I was like kicking like full force. And I was, I was really sucking you at mean, soccer you at mean first. Football. How does soccer even work with a connect? Like, you can't you go won't- that far away. Like, you can't run around. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you're you just can. like. You can't run around like soccer because, again, it's like it's again, it's not like straight up sports like Olympics or whatever. The idea is like, okay, it's almost like imagine picture yourself in the goalie position on a foosball table and you have the players that represent your team. You have to imagine that there's a bar like you don't have to, you You know, you don't have to, but there's but there's there's characters that are staying still like sort of holograms, like like empty holograms or whatever. And you can plan how you're going to ping pong it, you know, up to the goal. So then you just kick, you make a passing kick with your foot, like how you would it sort of reality. Yeah. But when, when the ball lands there, boom. Now you're there. And then you're like, okay, where's the next path? So it's like go? it's more of like a strategy game. Like, a little like, bit, yeah. Where's my next shot? And you, you have get to there, time you're like, it. now I have to plan where's my yeah. next shot. And then when you finally get to the last 
the last empty hologram, which is right in front of the goal, it's like in a, either in a headbutt mode or it's in like a you big grab sweeping him and kick. Just throw him somewhere. And <laughs> and just kick the I shit wish, out of him. but then you get in the final thing. You have to make a big sweeping kick that, and you have to arc it like into the you know into Can the goal. Can you do a backflip kick? Whatever that's called. Well, the connect in reality, it. maybe. I'm not going to do it. We could film but it. Maybe you could film you doing but it for you, the first time. I, I'm, not, I'm not flipping. No, I because in you. I, after after doing <laughs> lame bowling, like I mean, like I'm just like you just do a bowling move. Where you just you crouch onto one knee and boom, you, you just throw it with your hand, and then afterwards, how you spin your hand will be how the ball spins. After doing that for like, oh, I'll do that for ten minutes. Now tennis, bong bong, ten minutes. All right, now I'm going to do climbing. Oh, I have to jump every now and then. Oh, like and I'm jumping full force because the higher you jump, the you're more, like a ceiling like, fan. Well, I no, the roof is way higher. I'm not, I'm not doing it in front of the ceiling. What if you fans. live in a small Japanese house and you then bought not for some reason game. you got uh, a connect? Then, then statistically speaking, you're not going to be owning a Microsoft Xbox One. It's not made for small economical houses. Is well, what I'm then then maybe only if you're really short you can play it. <laughs> but um, but either way, it's like after doing that, I was just like exhausted, and for like the next three days at work, I'm like. Just standing up and sitting down. I was like, fuck. And I'm like, wait a minute. I know what happened. It tricked me into exercising. <laughs> and it's, but even after knowing that, it's still fun to play. So like, I'll be like, all right, I'm home from work for an <laughs> even, hour. Even though now I know that. Yeah. That would be like a big selling point for yeah, most yeah. people. And you're like, ah, you tricked me, but okay, I guess yeah. you're fun. Yeah. 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 No, it's still, it's still fun. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping, I'm going to see how long I can keep it up as, as a, as a workout plan of like the laziest workout do plan ever. Do people question you on it? You're like, Oh, I'm so sore. And someone's like, well, what did you do? And you're like, well, I, was I played a lot of video yeah. games. <laughs> I, w- I went bowling and I played tennis this weekend. Did you play that Fantasia <laughs> one where you like. The Fantasia <laughs> one was great, but it didn't like exhaust me like this did. Of course, did they, invite, really did they invite you out? They're like, Oh, you play tennis. Come out with us this weekend. You're like, I was like, no, I'm a little a recovery. Yeah, no, I, I don't gotta, have a racket. You know, yeah, it's more of a yeah. handball. Yeah. Thing. I play tennis with this hand and just smack the ball. Like. <laughs> oh, handball. Yeah. 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 Hand, handball. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, other, but that, so I'm, I'm still going to be playing that for, for a while and uh, trying to see if, if it helps me get into any shape because it's like, oh man, I burned 200 calories. That I'm reminds me a lot of uh, another Xbox One Connect <clears throat> game called Shape Up from Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a thing on it uh, two years ago at uh, E3. Because it was the team from Ubisoft that previously had the game that had the most Kinect sensitivity of any other game out there, which was a, a fitness thing called Your Shape Fitness Evolved. And that was such a formal fitness game, it didn't sell so great, even though the technology was really good. Mm-hmm. So they transformed it into this weird cartoon fitness game with Shape Up, where you do all kinds of like insane crap. But it also, it's like that, where it... Well, like Doug was saying... yeah. It tricks you, you. You have to be tricked into exercising. No one's going to yeah. buy an exercise game and then keep playing it. Yeah, if the exercise game was just a <laughs> guy... Like, the the halcyon <laughs> days of Wii Fit are, are, yeah. are gone. Yeah. If, if it was just a guy being like, okay, now do this move. Huh. Now do this for five minutes. Do a like, push-up. No, boring. But if you just say, no, you're climbing a mountain. I'm like, oh, yeah. Suddenly it's <laughs> there's just, an eagle yeah. on top of yeah, that mountain. Yeah. There's a golden egg in that nest. Oh, you got to get it. Oh, now so Brandon's playing, definitely, <laughs> if there's an eagle. Oh, no. no th- not only is there an eagle. Get the egg and fight the evil. You have to, like, you have, you okay. have to pick like what legion you're part of. There's like, there's, uh, is, was it, it's like Viper Squad, uh, the Wolf Clan. Silver then, monkeys and then Eagle Legion. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, you got to pick which one you're going to join, and then you're, you know you're fighting, competing. Anyway, but uh, other other than that game, which is fun, I was started playing um, this uh, this game called uh, Sherlock Holmes Crime and Pu- Crimes and Punishments. <laughs> what? This sounds like a, like an S and M. This is no. This is <laughs> this, this uh, is an exercise game. No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. This is another Xbox One. It's like no, no. Solve the crime. Cla- yeah. Crawl, all <laughs> crawl over the, on the floor. Look at the piece. <laughs> That, I would play an Xbox Connect Shake Sherlock evidence. Holmes game. Find the clues on the walls. <laughs> hmm. There it is. But uh, uh, pugilism. 
uh, <laughs> I would play that. Uh, this is like okay. a game that you because like Xbox One does these like these free giveaways every night, like once a month or something like that. They'll give away like free like games. some Doritos. Oh, okay, I'm not one of Doritos, but but like there's there's free giveaway games, and this was one of them. And I've just started just out of curiosity. I was just like, all right, whatever, I'll, it's, it's free or whatever. It's using the Unreal Engine, so it looks you know decent enough. And um, I'm like. I'm playing the game and I'm like, oh, I kind of see where this mist. It's it's like a game of like four mysteries, and you know each one is like maybe hour hour and a half, <laughs> and um, you collect clues, you interrogate suspects. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like L.A. Noir, but different enough that it's it doesn't really need to be compared to L.A. Noir. But like the idea of it's a procedural investigation game, you collect the evidence, you talk to suspects, and I feel like. 10 minutes into every mission so far, I'm like, oh, I know who did it. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, this is a Sherlock Holmes game, right? Yeah, and yeah, So yeah. it should be, like, really difficult and, like, yeah. cleverly made. Well, know, but here's puzzles. the thing. Like, at first I was a little like, oh, this game ain't that great because I get, like, where it's going before it even, you know, before you even talk to the guy who is the actual killer. I'm like, like, the first thing is, like, okay, this guy was murdered in his, in a shack in his backyard and um and you go out there and you're like you look at the path and along the path there's like footprints in the mud and surely you look at it and you you click to investigate and Sherlock Holmes like hmm this is a very large size shoe so it's like you know this we're looking for someone of like large stature and like the guy is killed by uh, someone harpooned him through completely through the body and pinned him to the wall and he's like oh okay someone with considerable strength and they're like okay Here's the first red herring character that shows up, and it's like a 19 year old scrawny boy who's like clearly <laughs> homeless. He's like, "Please, I didn't do it." And you know, Inspector Lestrade is like, "Oh, thank you, Mister Holmes. We solved the case. It's clearly he's here back to the scene of the crime." And I'm like, "That's All really right, good." This guy clearly d- didn't do it. And then you talk to a guy who's like a sailor, who's a harpoonist, who was a whaler, who knew the guy, who wanted revenge. And I'm like, "Dude, this is clearly the guy." And of course, I would it was be, him. I would be like. That's clearly not him because that's too convenient. But, that, but, but anyway, but like it goes in that direction. But then like the, the, I started to respect the game a lot because the more I play it, the more I realize, okay, it's kind of spoon feeding you like clues and stuff. What was but, the beginning, right? Like difficulty level? Like um, yeah, like it got like I'm in the middle of the second one now. And but I already know where it's going. It's like the second one is like, okay, you're waiting at a train station and uh, uh, you like it's all foggy because it's at night. And you're like, and like, oh, Holmes, we're waiting for the train. It's going to be here any minute now. And you see like the light and you hear the whoo hoo, the whistle. All of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's some, gone. Some the light, owls. the light, the light goes out, and you don't even hear the, oh, it was the ghost of the train, train. Un- under Manhattan. Yeah, and that's what they're saying. It's like, oh, it's like a ghost train. It's like a train just vanished and disappeared. And Holmes is like, clearly, a train does not just disappear. I'm like, okay, um, I'm telling you right now, it wasn't a train. It was someone making you think the train was arriving because the real train was probably robbed. It's a guy riding with a lantern going, ooh. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was one of those push carts. You know, like you, p- you pump the thing and the it's car always goes on the track. a push cart. And it's just there's a, a lantern on it and they had like a train whistle that they triggered like separately. And it's like you find out that there was something really valuable on the train. And it was. And they stole the entire train. Well, yeah. Well, like they because the stop before they made everybody get off the train and people didn't think that was weird. And then between there, between where you were and where the train was last seen, there's a switch track where it goes off into a different direction and that leads to a quarry but the quarry was recently filled up last night because of rain so i'm thinking the train is down there so it's like you can see like where it's going but but the reason like i saying the reason why i started to respect the game is because i'm like all right if i sit down and think about it and i have to write a mystery how can you make it how can you make a mystery game where you have to collect the clues and interrogate suspects and make it possible to solve without spoon feeding it like without saying like leaving bits of evidence in plain sight like how can you possibly make it work and not have someone throw their controller in frustration because they don't know where to go i want a puzzle game so hard that i throw my controller in frustration i've done it before uh you're going to want city of lost children for the psx okay (laughs) i I still have that movie that i haven't seen either it's a very good film and and a very strange very hard to find video game 
that is a uh, that is an investigative kind of find some items thing. Very difficult. So uh, please enjoy. <laughs> okay. So the the Sherlock Holmes game unplayable, you, you might say, <laughs> like the ET game. Um, how do you do you move around like in like third person, first yeah. person, or is it like yeah. point and click? You, you you can actually go between third person and first person because there's some locations. So do you have to follow the tracks all the way to the quarry. Or it'll no, be like, oh, go here and you'll automatically go to the next area. It's like you you have you have like your detective notebook or whatever, and inside there's different tabs, and there's the tab of the map of the town, and you can just say take me to that spot. Did and Watson do spot. it? No. <laughs> Did he ever do it? I don't think so. Because you know, and that's the other problem. You know, Wait, Watson's, Watson's behind all Watson's, of it. Watson's Brandon. there with you the whole time, and he serves no purpose other than Holmes. I don't get it. What are you getting at? Clearly, Watson, this is what happened. Like, I already know what happened because I'm Sherlock Holmes. Now I'm just watching Sherlock Holmes explain what I just discovered to another person who's literally not doing you anything. You do know that that's the whole reason Watson's there, so that he but can if, explain but if it you, out loud but if to you someone were, else. Right, but if you were playing as Watson, that's a different story. Like, if you're helping him solve the case, but instead you are Sherlock Holmes, as soon as you discover the evidence, you hear Sherlock's inner monologue going, clearly the body was dragged from here to here. And then he's and like, then he Watson, I think I have it. And Watson's like, what do you mean, Holmes? He's like, well, what? What, when, when is a body not a body? And he's like, Holmes, you're, you're losing me again. He's like, when it's not even here. And it's like, God damn it. I already know what the fuck happened. That would be so great if his inner monologue was nothing like that. And it's like, Watson asks the question. He's like, oh, this fucking idiot again. <laughs> Let me explain everything. That this would be like, great. Like, just... it, it made, it made me want to make a Sherlock Holmes game, but then I realized it would you probably can't. be, you, you kind of <laughs> can't. It would have to be like, no, that's the thing. This is like probably one of the better Sherlock Holmes games out there because I don't know how you can make a Sherlock Holmes style story and not have obvious clues because i am not actually sherlock holmes like i wouldn't actually be able these to are do like this those stuff. um i forget the name of the ace detective games phoenix right phoenix, yeah, right? phoenix right man well he's where, a lawyer. attorney yeah okay but no you also do a lot of detective work and interrogate people and find clues mm-hmm. and by the last mission or whatever you find out that every case you've done even though they don't seem related are all related somehow but that's every great you know spoiler alert yeah, i'm just yeah. saying <laughs> i was i would hope that would happen in the sherlock holmes game well if I, when i get to the end i'll let you know <clears throat> otherwise it's uh it's 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 weird how I'm like, oh, I make it sound really mediocre, but it's done well, and I, I'm still playing it just to see if I'm right. But then Is it's there like, a button to just, like, smoke his pipe or whatever? <laughs> no, like, but he does, just he does smoke. smoke, though. But it's, but no, not, you or can't, it could be you like the TV show, it. and it's a different drug every time. <laughs> <laughs> it is time for some shout-outs to people. We got a couple mm-hmm. one-time donations, because uh, though we promote our Patreon quite a bit, you can just straight up say, hey, Nerdy Show, I can't give you money every month, but here's some money right here, right now. And we had two people do that, actually, since our last recording. Nev the Derange said the interview with Bob Dolman was fantastic. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. I, Bob, Bob Dole. Bob, no, Bob, Bob Dolman. Bob Dolman <laughs> the, 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 guy, the guy who wrote Bob the George Lucas, Ron Howard sci-fi fantasy, or, or fantasy epic Willow. Mm-hmm. So, Guys, let's talk about Donald Trump. No. no I'm kidding. No, anyway, I'm, I'm fucking kidding. sick of I'm that kidding. shit. Anyway. And Sean Hutchinson, celebrating this year's leap year, he said, happy leap day. I gave you a hundo on the last one, so let's make that a tradition. Yes, Damn. Sean Hutchinson gave us a hundred dollars the last two leap days. Damn! Wow, that's that was what four years ago. <laughs> Is that what leap years? Were? Uh, it was. It, I can't it happened, remember that. I can't remember what happened. Sean yesterday. Uh, and Nev, thank you so much. Crazy, you guys are awesome. Um, we got some shoutouts from some patrons because remember, if you give us ten dollars or more on Patreon. You get a monthly shout-out every single month. So we've got one here from Allison Parent, who says, To everyone attending Anime Boston, come celebrate the convention's partnership with the National Multiple Sclerosis Society and help make the world a better place for those affected by MS. A donation to the Anime Boston charity booth will not only make a difference in the lives of real people, 
and not animate people, but also give you a chance to win some super cool prizes. I mean, like animated people, 2D I, style I, animation. I know. Uh, come down to the dealer's room and check out some awesome gifts, rare merchandise, and exclusive art. That sounds nice. It does. And if you, if you are at Anime Boston, definitely not only check out the Anime Boston charity booth, and go say hi to Allison for us. But also, Wicked Anime are going to be there on site and hosting some panels. So definitely keep abreast of that stuff. Um, probably Wicked Anime's uh, Facebook page and their Twitter are going to be where you want to go for all the latest details on all that. Um, thank you, Allison. Thank you again. Um, we also have one from um, Scott John Harrison, formerly known as Shaded Sprider. And this is uh, sort of in response to our 8-Bit Theater episode. He said, 8-Bit Theater may have helped spawn lots of imitators in the early uh, aughts, but Brian's great writing makes it stand out even today. The horrors his fans may have spawned does not compare to the horrors which spawned from Bob and George, the first Sprite comic. The comic which featured edited Mega Man Sprite characters and spawned thousands of imitator webcomics, including my own. A recovering Sprite comic author who has graduated into a pixel artist. Shaded Sprider, now known as Scott John Harrison, because I want to forget my dark past of 2003 <laughs> to 2009. Who doesn't? Congratulations. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming clean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've, we've all been there. We've all, we all have internet regrets. I wanted regrets to make a, a Sprite-based webcomic back in the day, too, and then I realized I'm too lazy and have no talent, so screw it. <laughs> well, there were plenty of them already. <laughs> I kind of I did something similar back in the day. I, uh, how many of you guys are familiar with Pokey the Penguin? Not at I'm all. I'm raising just, my hand. Just, just I am. Brandon. No, I remember Pokey the Penguin. Is he the one that, that, you know, he goes ice fishing and there's that really crappy theme song. It's like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. And he's like, mm. Pokey the Penguin. I thought that was Chili. And then he, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, sorry. That's Chili. No, so, no. Sorry. No. Pokey the Penguin was, the fuck is Pokey? was a really <laughs> early webcomic drawn in MS Paint. Uh, super surreal. And I honestly I haven't read it in, in ages. I don't know if it's still good, but I loved it back in the day. And uh, I made bootleg Pokey the Penguin comics. I posted some recently to my Tumblr account, and I guess I'll, I'll link those. Uh, I picked the good ones, because there were some real bad ones. But uh, but they're, they're, they're fun. They're fun. Weird. weird. It, and apparently it's still around. They have a Patreon, too, it turns out. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's old. It's old as dirt, Pokey the Penguin. Like, 98. For as web comics go, that's ancient. Yeah. Um, 98? Yeah. Jeez. Was, was the internet even around? <laughs> Not even really, no. No smartphones. I think Final Fantasy VII didn't even come out yet, maybe. Uh, no, Final Fantasy VII was out. Anyhow, um, we've been doing this campaign for a while now of awareness that we need you to rate and review us on iTunes. So uh, iTunes enables people to see our show more if we have more ratings and reviews. So ratings are super easy. You just uh, click... <clears throat> One to five stars, ideally five stars, and uh, we have a stream for each of all all of our feeds. So the Nerdy Show Network feed, with which has all the shows, and then each feeds for each different show. So I'm making it sound over over complicated, but really, uh, you just need to go to nerdyshow.com slash spread the word to get the details and links to all of our independent feeds. If you could help us out, it would be amazing. And if you do, we will read your shout-outs here on the show. Um, and each of us Reviews. have... Yes, reviews. Yes, we read some reviews on the show. Thank you for yeah, it. I, no problem. I, I'm crossing my wires from all the, the fan <laughs> stuff. There's so much. Um, so I, I got a couple I'm going to read, and, and you guys all have them as well. Uh, this one's 4 a.m. wake up, uh, 4 a.m. wake up call by Jade Numi. The work week is near impossible for me to get through, mostly because I have to wake up at 4 a.m. I get dressed, start my car, and turn on the place for all things nerdy. 
So on top of being entertained the first thing in the morning, I'm also wide awake due to laughter caused by these amazing, shiny people. This is my favorite place for podcasts, be it all things nerdy or for a good laugh. Thanks for the many years of happiness. Well, thank you, Jade. Thank you so much for that review. Uh, you that's, also, a of, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> that's not a lot of pressure. You're already doing a good job. Everyone, proven. be funny forever. And, uh, <laughs> and Jade Nami also provided a great review for Call of Cthulhu as well. Um, so if you want to read that, go to the Call of Cthulhu page and then also yourself leave a review. That would be awesome. Um, and, uh, great stuff by Deluxe came to Nerdy Show after blazing through way too much of another podcast on the network, Friday Night Fan Fiction. <laughs> this podcast is exactly what I was looking for in terms of lighthearted nerd news without any additional fluff. Well, I, cool. if I, if you asked me, I'd say we're full of fluff, but hey, that's okay. If, if we're not, we're, we're just what we need. Awesome. Thanks, Deluxe. What you got, Brandon? Um, <clears throat> Listen to these guys, exclamation point, exclamation point, <laughs> by Temsu. Um, it's very long, so I'm going to read it, and I'm going to try to speed it up a little bit. Uh, the Nerdy Show Network is fantastic for weekly nerd discussion and entertainment. You're looking at around three shows a week. Could be current events like gaming and comics, maybe some wicked awesome anime, perhaps something gay and geeky. Or maybe you just want to drink your liver dry while the crew of readers... While the crew of readers suffer through terrible fan fiction, I didn't read this beforehand. And if you're <laughs> and if you're really lucky, it'll be an RPG week. Nerdy shows, audio role playing shows are not to be missed, no matter the topic. I can't express how good the RPG shows are. Succinct. I can't. Sorry, let me start over. <clears throat> I can't express how good the RPG shows are succinctly, other than to say, go listen now if you have it. But what if I don't like dragons and or Doritos? You like Ghostbusters, don't you, kid? How about Pokemon? How about classic tabletop games like Call of Cthulhu and Paranoia XP? You'll not be able to listen to traditional tabletop recordings after quality productions like these. Stop reading my dribble and go turn on Nerdy Show. All of your quality control paid off, apparently. Just saying. Good job. (laughs) Production value through the roof, everyone. That's some, what we strive for. If you some, haven't checked out RPG shows, it's never too late. And most of them are on hiatus right now. Actually, all of them are. But they're coming back soon. They're a lot of work. A lot of They time. are a lot of work. Um, Mostly for everyone else here Ghostbusters ain't on hiatus. We're in production. We are in production. That's true. That's like we've already started. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, it's all currently in production. Right, right, right. But it's also not currently. None of them are in a release cycle right now. So there's that. <laughs> well, uh, um, how about you, Doug? Uh, I got one here for just the Nerdy Show Network proper. Yeah. This is Something for Everyone by Allison. Allison Parent, who we just heard from as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, she says, I started listening to a couple of the shows during my long commute from, Bo- uh, my long commute to Boston traffic and graduated from casual listener to supporter on their Patreon. There's literally something for everyone of any nerd persuasion. And I urge listeners to give all the shows a try and stick with your favorites as long as you're, su- as you'll certainly find at least a couple. The topics are engaging, the hosts are interesting, and the overall sound quality of 99% of these episodes is great. Whether listening through headphones, speakers, or a car stereo system, definitely give them a try. Thanks, Allison. Good. Yeah. Now, those were all five-star reviews. We did get a three-star review from a, from a longtime fan. Oh, no. What did we do wrong? Well, Bor, why don't you enlighten it's, us? It's, it's all my fault. Uh, <laughs> I, I glanced through this one, but I'll go ahead and read it anyway. But literally my fault. <laughs> Bor sucks. This one's for the, for the nerdy... Dot. Let me just read it. We're going to get to that part. Uh, okay, this is just for the full Nerdy Show Network. Uh, great nerd casting, poor communication. Three stars by Chief of Stuff. Cameron here, been a fan for a long time since the Blackest Night song fight. 
Former Patreon backer, pros, great podcast pretty much across the network. My top three, Nerdy Show, Friday Night Fan Fiction, and Epic Podcast. Con, this is pretty much the only bad thing I can say about the whole network. Needs to get better at letting the fans know when shows wouldn't be up in time or are going on a break. Looking at you, Derpy Show. <laughs> Cap and Boar, you guys really dropped the ball on informing the fans on what was going on with Derpy Show. Yeah. That's right, guys. You really dropped that ball. Well, I, feel, I feel like we addressed this a lot in the last episode as as to what was going on with yeah, it. But and, yeah. And maybe I maybe think a lot of the problem yet. is I keep holding out hope that it's just gonna you know, everybody's gonna click again and it's gonna come back. But yeah, I mean it it may or may not. I don't know. Well, you could make something up to make that person feel really bad, like, you know, my mom just died and guys I just have Robo Joe has cancer. Yeah. So <laughs> I've you know, oh, sorry. No. You know, that and then he, he really shit. doesn't, so don't well cameron um we uh i'm, I'm sorry i i, I ne- we, you know, we never wanted you to get your hopes up but i but we've gotten our own hopes up really for as far as derpy show goes yeah um but it's you know sometimes we do we do drop off like for example the hiatus D is on right now we didn't expect dungeons and doritos to to not be releasing episodes following call of cthulhu but a bunch of weird crazy uh life hijinks happened so you know here we are i mean part of the problem is that i'm here i mean and, there, and there's really, I want to say... I'm helping out with this. So. I, don't, I don't know how many people know, but it's really just like, what, you two guys, like, like actually editing and producing the entire shows. And when there's so many shows, it takes hours and days. And it's, and, yeah, you know, I don't, you have other jobs I don't jobs know if we've to told do. people, but I'm the one that's actually, like, doing all the editing and the videos and stuff. Yeah, simultaneously. So it's a lot of work. Yeah, I'm yeah. not helping with it. I don't think you're helping with it. No. It's a lot of work yeah. for two people to do all of these shows. So well, it's ridiculous. All, all of these shows produced by Nerdy Show in-house. Not, not yeah, like yeah, Epic yeah. Podcasts, yeah, not exactly. like anime. Right. But, yeah, but which it's... Derpy Show was also 100% me. So when I shifted over my my gaze to help out Nerdy Show, it it helped out der- or it hurt Derpy Show a little bit, but it wasn't even really happening because I mean, mostly you were filling the gap because you were just waiting for the, the stars to align again. For right. Derpy Show. Yeah. Yeah. Like as I've said before, Derpy Show is kind of a hurting cat situation, uh, getting getting the show to to happen, and and uh, it just hasn't been happening. So. But one, you know, one thing we always strive for is that where whether or not maybe we make the proper announcements in the proper places, sometimes that happens, sometimes it doesn't, especially when we don't expect a hiatus to happen. Right. But we're always available for communication. If you ever want to get a hold of us, hit us up at info at yeah, Say something. Say something on the forum or or Facebook. We're yeah. I mean we're we're generally attentive on all of our channels. And if not, you can always hit us on another one. Um, I feel like I've actually <clears throat> answered "Where Is Derpy Show" a few times on the website. So, I mean, but, I, I know that that wasn't releasing a podcast saying like, "Hey, it's not coming," but I didn't feel like that was worth producing. So, <laughs> <laughs> these things happen. Yeah. Anyway, thanks so much, guys, for all the rating and reviewing. It's doing uh, great. It's great work. We've we've seen all these flood in. Uh, it means the world to us, and please keep them coming if you haven't done it yet. It's super, super easy to do. We've got all the information over at nerdyshow.com slash spread the word to tell you how to do all that stuff. And we really appreciate it. Can I just say that I'm actually kind of glad in, in, a, in a weird way that somebody's pissed off that my show isn't coming well, out? Con- well, I, think, yeah, I mean, it's right. sort of a but huge like, flattery is, thing it, to it me. Is, no, it is because it's like, like would, it, would be a perfect five, but dude, no derpy show? three minutes right exactly like, like, damn that's, like on that's, one hand i'm like shit i really you were worth but two at the stars same time yeah, yeah yeah you're worth two stars <laughs> so me. i feel really <laughs> shitty and awesome at the same time i don't it's it's, it's just a really weird feed well i don't know if it's constructive it's feedback it, it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely feedback, feedback. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, you know, no matter the reviews, even if they're slightly negative. So, hey, are, are you interested in what I've been doing? Yes. No. Yeah, I, oh, okay. We, you went around the table and we didn't get to me yet. Oh, and I, I even had a really cool transition, but we'll we, we, we went into the to? feedback thing. What, I was going to say, since we're talking about flailing around in video games, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I just ordered the HTC Vive the other, right, like, right, right. Uh, I think last week, by the time this comes out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I've been dropping a lot of bones on on VR because I didn't even have a video card that would work with the thing. So I had to upgrade my computer and then buy an eight hundred dollar headset. So you're gonna be Jesus. as far as as far as I know, you're the member of Nerdy Show who is definitely getting into the the VR revolution right as it's starting. Yeah, you know it's gonna be like. 3D TVs. It's just going to be gone in a couple of years. I is, really hope that it's not. No, is, I, is this the with, first step? Especially with to all the, the money that I've been dropping on this shit. <laughs> is, is this the first step to drone racing? To what? To drone, drone racing. racing. Which oh, you were also getting into. You can't yeah. do that with this kind of VR headset. Wow. You, you have to have a completely separate unit. Well, I mean, you oh, can already but use those a things camera are, mount on glasses. Those headsets are like $400 and they only have one purpose and that's just to receive video signals oh. and then. And they're not even 3D. It just takes a, a single image oh, and just, just puts it in front of both of your eyes. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's that's one of the reasons why I didn't follow through with the drone racing thing was because I knew that this was going to be really expensive. No, yeah, no, you made the right choice. <laughs> it's like, because it's like, you'd think, oh, I don't need depth perception when I'm flying at 100 miles an hour, you know, and it's a scale on this drone. Through well, I, a lot of the problem is that it would double the amount of bandwidth that they would have to transmit the video, and then it would double the amount of... Yeah, I can, I can I've, see I've that. heard that they complain when other people's signals, like, overlap over theirs. I don't understand. Why don't you just directly just connect... It's just radio signals. It's not digital, so there right. can be, like, crossover and stuff like that. So you end up if your transmitter, someone else's thing. <laughs> right, like, if your transmitter is too high of a power or something, it'll start bleeding over into other people's video channels. But if it's a single stuff. but if it's a single video channel, it'll... That, it's more... It's easier to handle that way? There's less bleed over? Right, something like that. See, I'm oh. confused, Bor. Can't you just directly connect into the drone while you're flying it? Yeah! And just, <laughs> yeah, you can totally <laughs> do direct that. Feed. There's no lag, there's no signal. It, so w- it like, would be great if you had a really long a really cord. long 50-foot, well, It, it sounds like you're, you're doing cord. the setup for, like, a like fucking goof troop skit. Like, you know, you're jacking like, like, jack into it. it. He gets drugged by the drone. Oh, what am I doing, Maxie? Help me! <laughs> <laughs> oh, goofy. But anyway, after the after the Vive gets here, I, I have a couple of interesting ideas. I hope they're interesting ideas for doing a couple of videos about it and uh i'll probably open it up for the network at some point like maybe i'll bring it over here and we can set up a, can a you do thing the nausea? Let, let people play around with it can or you something. do the nausea challenge like i'm not, gonna, like do stay in I'm not gonna stay in it for 48 Don't hours poop. we'll give you some magic pills that keep your poop inside yeah. i mean do you want to come over and be the poop attendant <laughs> well i'm gonna feed you pills you won't be pooping oh okay and then I, you and can we'll sleep at, in a, in a but fake as cave we discussed before that's cheating that is cheating. Yeah, you gotta okay. wear a diaper. Diaper or nothing. <laughs> diaper. Diaper or just, yeah. No, just a bucket with some QR codes on it. <laughs> so you can see it in the virtual space. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's going to go wrong. <laughs> so bad. But, um, That's the thing. Okay, you'll see the bucket. You'll see the QR code on the bucket so it looks like a toilet. But you won't see where the waste is going. <laughs> so it's like you got to... Right, it's more attractive that you'll way. You'll be you able to smell it, it, but you can't no, see well, it. Well, the no. Vive does have a camera on it like right in the front and you can pull it up sort of like a like a cell phone in in some of the games where you can see like what's going world? on in the outside world That's like creepy. sort of through like a virtual like That's window weird. what if you're like someone's yeah. broken and they're right in front of me with a g- oh i'm dead 
You're like yeah. watching someone break in your house. You're standing in the living room and you're watching someone break in your house. Well, you're just moving. If, if you if you hear something that sounds like somebody breaking into your house, or if you smell something like your house is on fire, you can just take the goggles no, off. No, if, if I'm you're probably if not going to hear. If I'm fully immersed in VR, I would like stand still and be like, they can't. I'm well, in this alternate world. They, they can't, can't see. But I'm watching them through this tiny window. Also, if you take the if you take the, if you take the Vive off, don't you like go into VR shock? I mean, that's a real syndrome. Like you go, to, you, know, you, you, you start having. So we can't disconnect him. He has to find the exit in the game. <laughs> That's real. That's real. I've seen it on television it's all like the, the time. Matrix. You're all have to the call. Get me out of here. You have to call Brandon. Get out of. Get me out of. You got to shut the game down. Right, I'm in the same room with you, but I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's locking me out. <laughs> Try rerouting the encryptions. What does that mean? Well, do you got any teasers for for the kind of those? You said you had a couple of video ideas. Any 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 teasers of that? Or is that all going to be cryptic and vague? Yeah. Right well. I don't think any of them are going to star me because I I don't Aww. react to things in a very animated way. But I know a few females who do, and uh, Robo Joe is actually very easy to freak out. So there's some horror games that I feel like Spider I want to Simulator stick in there 2016. Too. <laughs> <laughs> you know about his arachnophobia? <laughs> he actually does have arachnophobia. I just really I assume most people don't like spiders. That's why I just made, threw that made out there. By spiders. No, but his is particularly bad. Like, dude, no. I think we need to actually make Spider Simulator 2016 <laughs> and make it like Oculus Rift. Dude, people would buy that. You tell me you wouldn't. Wait, would you be the spider like simulating? No! Or, you're just in a room and spiders <laughs> come out. <laughs> you're just like put out, point out in both, a room with a spider. Options, that's the game. Both options being a spider or being covered oh, in spiders. No. Both are horrible. I just, I yeah. imagine. Like, no, it'd be great. Why is being what a spider worse? No, no, or, like even anywhere near as bad. Do you, but, do you do you want to be? Do you, can you imagine? The I can. Like micro horrors of the of, only like, thing I can't wrap my mind after, around is how forcibly how, being raped by a, by a female spider. No, there was a game, how would your a, mind like wrap its head like your, your own head around having eight eyes? That's the only thing that's really weird to me it's about a spiders. Inducer. Three hundred and sixty degree vision. Yeah, one. I'm sorry. But yeah, there, there was there was a Japanese game. Uh, several well. Probably 15 years ago. Are you going to talk about the mosquito one? Yes, the mosquito one. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the mosquito one? You land on people and try to bite them. You are a mosquito, and the goal is is you have to land on people without noticing them and and getting the blood out of them. That wasn't a VR game, was it? No, no, no. This is like like 20 years ago. Well, there was VR 20 years ago. But it could be. Top of the line. This is like PlayStation PlayStation 2. Blockbuster Golf and Games. I remember that VR game. Yeah, it was wonderful. But Spider Simulator, you can either be the spider or the human. That's their tag. Tagline: The yeah. spider, or dude. The human. Multiplayer. One person is the human looking for the spider in a room. <laughs> okay, okay. What about this? And the, and the other people can play as spiders in the room and not getting caught. What, what if this is great? It's, I hate this it. Cool. You're literally it. in a in a log cabin with a couch, and it says, "Walk over to the couch and sit." And you do, and it says, "Simulation begin." The spiders start. Pouring <laughs> yes. Out. No. And, yeah. That's and what they, they could. About. They could all be. There could be like twenty thousand spiders, and they're all real people. Just <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Everyone. That'd be great. That'd be like Mag. Yeah. So with, with in, the, in the tutorial, you're a d- daddy long legs, and you slowly unlock new different kinds of spiders. <laughs> Upgrade your spiders yeah. to like, longer legs. Now you're a banana spider. You've unlocked oh, Huntsman. Or You've oh, unlocked fuck. the wolf spider. <laughs> <laughs> Brown recluse. Yeah! All right. <laughs> I ran into a Huntsman spider I'm going to give once. him flesh-eating. What? They're so big. Huntsman spiders? Oh, yeah. They I had one in my house when one time. You, it was amazing. When you squish them, they go... Oh, don't like, tell me. That sounds I'm not horrifying. Joking. They breathe. They have I like think, I thought that, no, that was just because they were so huge and now. filled with goo. They're filled with air. They have huge lungs. No. You squish them, they go. Ugh. 
Awful. I, didn't, I, I actually had to call Danica you were lying. and come to my place, this was years ago, and kill it, because I was in the garage, and it was just, it was huge. It was like half the size of a bucket, and I'm standing there. And I, I have okay. my phone. No, now you are lying. It's nighttime, <laughs> and I just had this... Why would he admit to this if it was, like, no, not it's, true? It's nighttime, there's this a dim light true. in my basement, because that's where the um He just makes the up the story that's no. totally emasculating. And I get my phone, I'm like... I call, it's like 1030 at night, I'm like, Danica. And she's like, what? And I was like, there's a spider here. And she starts laughing. And I'm like, this is not a <laughs> this fucking This is a nightmare. <laughs> she had to come over and like kill it or something. How did she kill it? Bring a lighter uh, and, she, and your Aquanet. There was like a two by four in the garage. And she just started going to town. And I just ran the fuck out. As soon as she arrived, I ran the fuck out the door. She Why did you not go get a camera to, to film Danica with a two by four hitting a spider? That would have been amazing. That was not the time for me to get a camera. he didn't want to the last gasp of the huntsman. All right. Yeah. <laughs> if, if a situation like that ever happens again, just call me also. Well, it did. It did when we, when we lived together with Mike. I'll come over my, and film yeah. it. There was at, a huge spider in once. And yep. Mike and everyone came upstairs in my room, and it was huge, and I freaked out and ran away, and then my bed was turned over, and like a desk was knocked over, and everyone was trying to kill the spider. It was <laughs> tell, fucked up. Tell me, Brandon, no. when you are alone at night, do you still hear the gasping of the huntsman? <laughs> Sometimes I don't go to the bathroom because I feel like I just a, a, an orb of like pulsing spider eggs I want to make fall the, out. I'm gonna photo. I'm going to get a photo of you and Photoshop the Silence of the Lambs poster and put the spider on your mouth and the gasping of the huntsman. <laughs> nope. Yes, that's the that's this episode's title. That's the episode. I'll make that graphic. Yeah, that's the graphic for this episode. <laughs> well, speaking of anything else, uh, Brandon, you got a box there behind you right now. I have a box. Oh, yeah. So we we have um we have you might remember a few episodes back we did a promotion with Comic Bento, which is a mail order service that sends you graphic novels in the mail every single it's month. A mail order bride service <laughs> in a box, a bride in a or box. A mail. Um, it could be your wife who. Could be. Uh, and, and they, they have different themes every <laughs> single could. month. And, and based on the different themes, send you stuff. Now, uh, we did, they, they, it was paid, paid advertisement. We were very clear about that. And we want more paid advertisements because that allows, uh, Nerdy Show to make more money. And you might have noticed they, that hasn't happened. We do still have an active discount code for them, which is Nerdy. So, and that's $5 off all new subscriptions. But something different has happened! Something different has happened. They sent us five boxes. Of Comic Bento, and we don't know what they are, and we're going to open one here on the show. Brandon has a very big knife. I do. Uh, somewhere. He's sitting on it. You, I, I'm not I, even I kidding. I'm, I'm not even kidding. You've been sitting on that can, can you this entire see? show. Um, this entire time. Feel it. Feel it. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, touch it, no, touch no, 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 no. Touch the warm blade, Doug. Touch it. No. Feel how warm it is. No, you see, that's like a slice of pizza. That's how warm it is. I do. I do. No, wow. yeah, dude, you guys, it. he wasn't just sitting on it. <laughs> you're right. You're right, uh, Doug. This, you're right. I'm starting on it. Not, don't do that motion with the knife in uh, my direction. I don't know if you can get this on camera. But this, you'd have to lift it up a little bit This is a good higher. a good opportunity for you, you to tune into the video component Here. of our uh, show. Uh, because Brandon's yeah, going to be unboxing. He's got a cleaver. If you're listening to the audio, we're going to be talking about it. Now, we have, we're opening this one box to see Do what I it is. Do I cut towards or away? You should cut away from you. We, we have, <laughs> we have, oh God. <laughs> Okay. We, we have four additional Comic Bento boxes, and we are doing a giveaway based on iTunes reviews. If you've reviewed us any time in 2016 or will review us now, if we like your review, we will send you a Comic Bento box. And we'll get into the details of that later because Brandon has the box yeah, open. Yeah, now let's so like this is an example of what you might be getting. 
Yeah, we be- like... we believe all these are the same, but should we don't I, know. Should I hand these to you so you can like display I, them, and um, show them? Maybe because yeah. I might I might know. Well, what, you'll you'll know what they are. I have heavy. no idea. What like these are. this is like got some heft to it. They, they're very heavy. Yeah. Now they. Do you want the cleaver? The warm. Uh, it's a warm. Uh, no, plus I, one I, to fire I've cleaver. Got, I've got. Why don't you just keep that warm? Sharp, fancy fingernails. All right. So let's see. They're Comic been, Bento. They're slapped by a cleaver. They have a theme like every every time, like I mentioned, and this month's cloak and dagger box examines spies and espionage inside real life events and countries as well as those that work under the cover of darkness for themselves not a government after all a spy's sense of loyalty is paramount because no one is treated with more scorn and considered more dangerous than a spy who's turned and that's just one of like a, quite a, a extensive bit of uh, information here uh let's see what we got we have we got a yeah a hardback from... book called the coldest city by sam hart which i've actually i've never heard of but it looks like a pretty sweet black and white indie sort of book here um, it's written by Anthony Johnson and illustrated by Sam Hart. Okay, that's what we got. Uh, as communism collapses and the Berlin Wall crumbles, an undercover MI6 spy is killed while carrying priceless information, a list containing the name of every spy in Berlin. But no list is found on his body. That sounds awesome. I'm pass this around. That I feel like that's like right the plot for Mission Impossible. Uh, then we have uh, so a little bit of fictional spying. We have Unity, one of the uh, the Valiant event books. Or this is actually Unity is... Um, Valiant's Avengers and Valiant is a really cool comics company. Um, they've they used to exist a long time ago and they've been reborn the past several years. They're actually exploring some film stuff soon. I'm really excited to see uh, what happens with that. So that's that's awesome. This is written by Matt Kent, who is uh, one of the the modern day all stars. Next, we got a book I've never heard of called Hit List, which looks like a traditional kind of spy spy thriller der- uh, thriller uh, derivative James Bond kind of kind of piece. This is put out by Zenoscope, which probably means it's going to be some boobs in it. That's kind of their. <laughs> that's kind of their thing. Really, um, Zenoscope. Zenoscope is known for uh, cheesecake comics. Though I gotta say, flipping through this, this actually looks like a, like a genuine action movie kind of film. Not not all exploitive. Though I did see a pole dancing scene. Though there was no nudity. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, and then finally, and this is pretty cool, a volume of the Shadow. In fact, volume one of Dynamite's. Um, Oh, cool. The Shadow. And this isn't just any run on The Shadow. This is Shadow written by Garth Punisher Preacher Innes. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. You can't... This so, is... This so is, this is new. It's not the old original Shadow. Yeah, this I is mean. this is a recent... This is recent. This came out uh, several years ago, but uh, but it's... I haven't actually read it, and and I bet it's awesome, because Garth Innes has never written a bad book in his life. I'm pretty sure. I'm just saying that movie was great. The Shadow knows. <laughs> Alec Baldwin thinks. <laughs> So we think that that's what's in each and every one of these boxes here, and we want you to have those. So just say something complimentary to us. Now, if you we have to do a formal submission process because obviously we need your address in order to send you these boxes. So if you want to formally enter into the giveaway, in order for us to do that and make sure that we have your contact information, your email address, and then we can we can actually ask you for your physical address. You don't have to give out your physical address right away. Um, just as so long as we have some way we can contact you. Review us on iTunes. Let us know what feed you reviewed, and we will check it out, enter it in the running, and then in uh, about a, a month and a half time, we will send out... Let's just do a month. We'll do a, month a month's time, so you gotta you got to act now. Be fast. Strike like lightning, and we'll send uh, four lucky people a comic bento box. And then uh, maybe you'll get your own subscription and use the uh, code NERDY to get $5 off. God, I wish I read. I might get one. Well, you can you can sample these here. I might. 
So yeah, so that's. A thing I wish I liked this stuff. Then I would really like. I wish it. I liked the books. <laughs> there's, you know what? There's no birds on any of the covers. Well, maybe someday they'll do Bird Month, and then you'll have a book of birds, um, which you have many of already. I don't know. Anyway, we have all the information at nerdyshow.com/slash/bento-giveaway. So if you need information on uh, kind of a recap of all the the crap I just spewed out, well, it's all there online. Very simple. So uh, so yeah, there's that. In other news, I just saw Zootopia. What's Zootopia? That's the Disney Disney animated movie. That came oh, out. that was that's out already. Is it Disney? Ju- like yeah. just is that weekend, the one with yeah. the really funny trailer with the sloths and the rabbit? Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's how was one. it? It was so, good. It was great. Oh, damn. Good. And and to answer your question, yes, it was Disney, not Pixar. Okay. So in fact, um, the director of Wreck It Ralph or the co-director of Wreck It Ralph was also co-director for this film. Interesting. I I saw an interesting statistic on it that there were more hairs on one individual animal than there were on all of the characters of Frozen combined. <laughs> wow. Like that's just like the difference in the computing power. Dude, um, this movie was great, but visually it has to be the most complex CGI film ever made. It didn't visually. look that complicated when I saw the trailer, but I mean... What, what I, about I it was like really it. complex? The level of detail in every scene is baffling. I'm talking about um, locations the like down to like minute details on the ground and so on, to they fill like it's a living city. They fill every scene with not just like bland things in the background, but I'm talking about unique character designs all over the place. This was a felt like a living, breathing place filled with people it was a metropolis hmm. should i see this movie i would highly recommend it it was a lot of fun are there birds in the movie no there aren't actually none there's only mammals what? which which asks... who delivers the mail and, and they, but they, they... <laughs> that's a great question or the babies Fox delivers <laughs> yeah. or the babies yeah yeah well i guys i saw what looked like a a trailer for well I, it was a trailer but for what looked like a terrible fucking movie called storks what? Wow. It's just a movie. Is it a Pixar? Speaking of delivering Disney? babies, what? that was actually way too convenient of a transition. Yeah, it it looks awful, and it's it's like you know. Is, I it, is it Disney or Pixar? No, it's neither, man. It's it's, it's DreamWorks. It's, or? Yeah, it's one of the fucking third party things. You know, like or the Fox. They're either great or they're awful. Wait, I think I saw this show. It's literally about storks delivering babies. Yes, never seeing it. Goodbye. <laughs> it looks. I don't terrible. care. Pixar already did that short film, uh, partly cloudy. That was with, that with a chance of meatballs? No, 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 no. It's just partly cloudy, and it was <laughs> about it was, it was it was about. <laughs> here, here's, here's the thing, you know. Oh, let's do a movie about animated storks delivering babies. You you already get it done done right. The short film partly cloudy. It was like, wait a minute, where did the storks get the babies from? That's what that was about. <laughs> what is there yeah. like a volcano filled with babies bubbling up, and they just no, dive in and pull them out? Not quite. What right. it is in, in the short film is that they, the storks go up to the clouds, and the clouds like. From below, it's just a cloud, but on top, it's like the cloud is like alive, like from a torso up, like like the genie from Aladdin. And the stork, what? the storks come up there. <laughs> no, it's actually really good. The storks no. come up and they land on the cloud, and they're like, "All right, give me the give me the child." And the storks, or the I'm sorry, the clouds take other clouds like cotton and they mull it together and they make the baby and they give it to the storks and dorks, storks take uh, it down uh, to the parents. <laughs> this is what I'm picturing: the storks fly above the clouds. There is a giant pregnant woman. No, 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 than a no, 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 no. The and, Venus of Willendorf. And, a, and a prolapsed vagina comes no. out. And, and <laughs> what? A baby, no. A baby, Why does it have to be no. prolapsed? crawls into the end, grabs a baby, and says, thank you, mother baby, and flies off. And the thing's just like a giant lady. No, huge. it's actually... It, it does it, sound like you're talking about the Venus of Willendorf. That's I don't know what that the, is. Uh, it's you, a, you do in your primal mind. All right. The, the, the short is, is really cute. It's it's funny, and it's great. And there's no, no dialogue in it. It's like in true classic short. Pixar Are fashion. there babies crying? 
Um, there may have been. No, they may have, they may have been because the the point of the story is you. It's like you see how that world works within like ten seconds, and you're like, okay, I get it. What now? But the story, which is you know, really short, is about the little storm cloud that's like down below the others, and he's not like the others. The others are bright, happy clouds. He's kind of like the storm cloud, so he's like out of place, and everything he tries to make just ends up getting fucked up. So it's like. So it's like everyone's making happy babies and puppies, and then this, his stork, which the looks devil. kind of ratty. No, his, his his stork, which flies up, which is like I guess paired to him, is like supposed to be with this guy. The stork is all like ratty, and it's like clearly it has a huge struggle. Is always trying his best, and you're like, why is this one look so ratty? Why is he not happy to get to work? And and the and the, the dark rain cloud is like, oh okay, like he's gonna try really hard. He tries really hard, uses lightning, and he zaps something to life. And it's like a crocodile baby. And at first you're like, and it's like, oh, it's cute. But the crocodile baby just bites the shit out of the stork. It's like, ah, but he has to take it down to earth. Just... So it beats the shit out of him every time. And then he's like, okay, let's, let's make something else. And like the next one looks like a cute little like lamb. It looks like a little lamb. And but before this, before the, the, the clouds, you know, dissipate and you see what it really is. It's like, oh, it's like a little round <laughs> lamb a with skeleton. little four legs. No. So the, so the stork puts his arms around it, ready to catch it as soon as it comes out. But then as soon as it blinks into reality, it's actually a porcupine and all of the spikes are already through his hands. It's like, ah! I mean, he has to like put I, thing. I like the idea that there's a cloud so terrible that literally it could be like a half melted fetus with like a skeletal arm falling out of the cloud. And they the probably like, had okay, to have deliver him, this. They probably had to have him stop making humans because of that. Brandon Garrison, everyone. What? <laughs> I'm just that's what I picture. <laughs> but either way, it's so, been done and it's cute. And so it's our, and Zootopia, it's yeah. So Zootopia, fuck oh, yeah. storks. Yeah, Zootopia. Yeah. Wait, we need Doug to give us the entire plot of something else that he's watched first. No, <laughs> that was not the entire plot. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, Zootopia, man, it, it surprised me in a lot of ways. I, I thought I'd only seen a couple trailers. But I thought I knew the story. I didn't know the story. Um, it is a city of only mammals, and they do reference the term mammal in the film. So clearly, they're aware of other species, but they don't happen to live in Zootopia. So there's kind of options oh, you think there. The sequel, for, there's going to be a war with like the, the cold blooded reptiles. Uh, reptiles. The actual point of conflict <laughs> is. Is, is that they're they're an evolved society where predator and prey live together, but the reality is is that in Zootopia, which is this like the center point of where that that pact was formed and everything h- hundreds of years ago, I guess there's really there's still a struggle between predator and prey. There's still a schism there. So the main character um, is is a rabbit who's one. There's never been a rabbit police officer before because no one no one like respects rabbits. That they don't let them a small animal you know, work amongst, you know, big, tougher animals like water buffaloes and rhinoceroses and all that. And um, and so she's got to struggle to prove herself in that respect. And it actually ends up being about uh, racism in a lot of ways and <laughs> okay. and and class and, like, um, like, you know, if someone, you might say, if someone grows up in the ghetto. So it's discrimination, like the, class, the, class discrimination. Yeah, but though it's not, it's weird because it's like class discrimination, except that it isn't in the film. In the context of the film, isn't class discrimination? It's species discrimination, but it plays out yeah. like class. Like you're discrimination. a bunny, you don't get to be a police officer. You have to do these other jobs, right? And there, and there's a character who, uh, who's like a scam artist, and he he talks about how he wanted to be something more, and you see a flashback, and and that was taken away from him, and he's like, and then eventually I thought, well, if that's what they want me to be, then that's what I'm going to be. Is the scam artist a fox or a weasel? He's a fox. A fucking man knew it. <laughs> but was it all... a fox from the trailer? Yes. Oh, okay. I was like, you know, like, yeah, you knew it. Fox or weasel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but it was it was really cool. And there's just, I mean, you can just watch it for the. I could probably watch this film seven times and see different stuff, like multiple different things, all the time. There's lots of weird in jokes. There's a couple digs at Frozen. Um, there's, <laughs> really? Uh, there's there's a a, bra- a Breaking Bad reference. Um, <laughs> you guys want to make meth? <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> it's it was great. Like I had a, I had a great time. I guess it, I'll it really see it. surprised me. What's that? Do you know the main character's name? Out um, of curiosity, I think female Judy. Bunny. Judy Hop. Judy or Lola? Bunny. What do you asking. mean? Oh, between the two of them, uh, I think I this like. Is a, this is a question for Cap and I. Judy Judy is a more appealing character than Lola. Lola was pretty as pretty one dimensional in both of her incarnations, in both Space Jam and that Looney Tunes television show. So I mean, more interesting in the television show, but still and not Judy likeable. quite literally is three dimensional. That's true. Uh, though she wasn't Space Jam. No, she wasn't Space Jam. Never mind. Judy um, was in Space Jam? No, saying Judy Hopps <laughs> is a three-dimensional character. Oh, okay. Judy, Judy Hopps is a compelling, fun, uh, neat character who I liked a lot. And I, I really hope there's another Zootopia. Like, it, it was like, I like this, like, this is like Lethal Weapon for Kids. I can, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what the, you kids. know what the world right. needs? A Lethal Weapon for Kids. I think that was called Lethal Weapon Four. <laughs> so, well, yeah. or, or three as well, as soon as Joe Pesci entered the picture, but hey. He's been in it since one. No, 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 no. no. He was, Joe Pesci? They Joe Pesci? saved him in the first movie. No, they? they saved Am him. Am I wrong? Like, no, they yes. saved him in like number two. Yeah, or man, number three. Whatever, man. Mel Did you it. hear about the Zootopia spinoff movie that they announced? Is this real? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's, it's based in another city nearby Zootopia, and it's got bananas and strawberries and anthropomorphized various kinds of fruit it's called fruitopia i hate you so much i hate you i knew that was coming this is not okay <laughs> if i could punch you from here <laughs> would you like this cleaver <laughs> i could throw the cleaver <laughs> for some reason in other countries they called it zootropolis yeah isn't that weird i think maybe maybe the utopia doesn't uh translate so well as metropolis which of course the famous fritz lang german film <clears throat> metropolis i don't know whatever Hey man, in Demolition Man, it's Pizza Hut, not Taco Bell internationally. Yeah, that's true. Brandon, you watched an international version of Demolition Man. Not recently. by choice. Alright, well, if, if any of you haven't seen Demolition, I know this, we're just randomly. Wait, it's not Taco comics. Bell? No. If any of you have never seen Demolition Man, first off, the reason, it's an amazing movie with Rob Schneider and, um, Sylvester Stallone <laughs> like, and Sandra Bullock. That's the first thing you name is Rob Dude, Schneider. Rob Schneider's anyway. in that movie? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know how Judge Dredd has Sylvester Stallone and Rob Schneider? This is, they Sandra were a duo. Bull. This is this is Sylvester. Wait, Stallone. he was actually in that movie. I don't remember yes. him at yeah. all. He's yeah. the other main character. Yeah. But in Judge Dredd, it's more like Sandra Bullock and Sylvester Stallone and Rob Schneider's there. Anyway, she didn't know huh. the reference to the three seashells, so I said, "Oh hell no!" Um, procured the movie somehow over the internet, um, and <laughs> turned out every time there's a scene in the movie where there's like they talk about the great franchise wars, and only one restaurant survived, and it was Taco Bell. And I was watching it, and they're like. Oh man, I can't wait to go to Pizza Hut. And I was like, what the, the fuck just happened? <laughs> Did he just say Pizza Hut? And I was like, and I paused the movie. It's supposed to be Taco Bell. I went online and, and when they filmed Demolition Man, which was like early 90s or something. Yes, early 90s. They yes. made at the same time an alternate version with Pizza Hut. They didn't do this later. So that when it was filmed or showed internationally around the world, people would understand what Pizza Hut was. Nobody, Why not just make it Pizza Hut Nobody then knew what Taco version. Bell... I, I guess Taco, Taco Bell, Bell probably was more, paid them. more popular. Here. But they're, well, both they're owned by the same, same company. company. They're the same parent company, but but I think they already filmed it, mm. and then later they're like, ah, oh, shit. Well, internationally, no one knows who Taco Bell is, so they refilmed some of the scenes. They they redubbed it, and then they just like, superimposed really crappy floating Pizza Hut signs over that the, some of the Taco like Bell That doesn't sound like they filmed it. Yeah. But that wasn't... That was. I mean, like they looped it. They, they yeah, added. Yeah, the, they like, added a dialogue. You know what I mean? I yeah, did, yeah. They didn't reshoot the scene. They they put more audio and. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, that was a weird rant I went on, and I just wanted to yeah. say, three seashells. She now knows the reference. So cool. Yeah. Well, well done. Well yeah. done. 
And that's uh, that's all the time we got, guys. What? I, I, but there's so much more I, I can talk I know, about. I know. There's so much more I want to talk about, too. But I guess we'll tune in next time, okay. two weeks from now, when we do our usual uh, recap of all kinds of pop culture stuff. Okay. Well, yeah. Hey, I got one last thing to say. And is it is... another Fruitopia joke? <laughs> oh, is it? Made from the best stuff on Earth. <laughs> Wait, is that, is that Snapple? Sorry. They, they actually, fr- Snapple. Fruitopia, you may have noticed or not noticed, doesn't exist, doesn't exist anymore. There's a machine um, somewhere. That still functions. I'm just saying there is one. I'm, anyway. I'm, I believe it. I believe it. You never know. Internationally, all kinds of things happen, as proven with uh, Demolition Man. Well, it's not called Fruitopia internationally. Um, but, hey, guys, remember, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. That would be amazing. If you shop on Amazon, go to nerdyshow.com slash Amazon. You can shop on Amazon and help support the show, which would be totally cool. Um, and if you go to nerdyshow.com slash uh, spread the word, we've got all kinds of details at nerdyshow.com slash support on how to do uh, – how to – how to, how to rate and review on iTunes, and how to support the show if you are so inclined, if you got some money to spare and like what we do. Now, taking us out, we've got a track, a brand new track from Lemon Demon. And uh, this this guy, I, I knew of him. I knew of him. You, you probably know of him, too, but maybe we're, we're not aware. His, his real name is uh, Neil uh, Ciciarega, and he's the guy behind Potter Puppet Pals and the Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny. Oh, okay. Oh. Some, some old school internet jams. Now, he's been going by the moniker Lemon Demon for a while, but this is his first full record since 2008. I'd heard his songs. He was all right. You know, I like him. Sure, why not? Played him on Nerdy FM, but this new record is amazing. I have been listening to it nonstop since it came out. To me, maybe we will disagree, but to me, this is like Oingo Boingo and 10CC in the 21st century. Like I, st- I understood I what one what of those things means. was. <laughs> <laughs> well, 10CC ten- is really slow for like a go-kart. <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not familiar. <laughs> We're talking about like medical terms, like it's ten. You're not familiar liters. with the band Ten CC? No, no. Dreadlock Holiday from uh, from uh, Snatch, and uh, um, I mean a slower song, but that song I'm, I'm, I'm not f- love. I'm God- familiar God- with Snatch. Godly not... Cream, Cry. Sorry, I know Oingo Boingo. You know, I, you know, sure. I'll go, let's go with Oingo Boingo then, and look up Ten CC. How about how about the pilot episode for Super mm-hmm. Jail? Oh, uh, you know, I've seen Super Jail. The, uh, the, 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 song, the song in the pilot episode for Super Jail they opened with was 10CC. I can't remember that, but no. I will take your word for it. Oh, wait, did they do the opening song for every episode? Just the pilot. And then afterwards, they kind of took that style and okay, made their own song. Okay, I, I think I remember that now. Anyhow, uh, Lemon Demon, this new record, Spirit Phone, is great. I love it. Maybe you won't love it, but I love it. Um, wanted to play a track off of it. Um, this, is, this is called Soft Fuzzy Man. And it's about being uh, hit on by a ghost or possibly a sentient mist. <laughs> I may have some ethical problems with that. Uh, like... Hey, girl, you ever been hit on by a sentient mist? I'm more into slime girls, so, you know. Mm. Yeah. That's all girls. Well, Frankenstein girls are strangely sexy. Uh, anyway, uh, so th- th- if you... If <laughs> what? You... Did Cap just make an MSI reference? MSI are fucking amazing. Why wouldn't I make an MSI reference? Wow. I never, I never imagined that we 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 would have like an overlap of guys. Let's have, that we've an MSI, to. let's have an MSI conversation and uh, conversation about the left rights. Can we do that? Oh man, you know the left rights. Left rights are even better than MSI yeah, know, in my right? book. Station right? wagons are my favorite things because <laughs> they're made of wood paneling, paneling, wood paneling, wood paneling, paneling. Oh, Woo! Thank you so much for listening. Bye. I'm Cap. Bye. I'm Doug. I'm Boar. Bye. I'm Brandon.
show if you like what you heard please rate and review us on itunes like and follow us on soundcloud as listeners support entertainment we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the nerdy show network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via patreon any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes episodes and images from across the network and uh there's even more perks available just head to patreon.com slash nerdy show to find out how you or your company or your, your, your big brother's company or your dad's company or like some guy you know could underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. Get in on that action. Get a slice of this pie. For more podcast articles, community forums, or other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, they've got it covered. How did you keep that up? You sounded like a, a rat Yeah, what gangster. were you channeling? No, no, no. You guys, again, I've, and I mentioned this before, that was... Whether you intended it or not, that's Rizzo from Midnight Cowboy, who was the inspiration for, for Rizzo, Rizzo the Rat, Rat on the Muppet. And Rizzo the Rat's more high pitched like this. Yeah, yeah, because right. he's a rat. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That was Dustin Hoffman as Rizzo. Congrats. Yeah, how did that theme? How did that theme go? It's like, Calling all nerds yeah. all over the world. This is the place where your voices get heard. Where the God. young cool rule and the geek is chic. Nerdyshow.com. Set your inner nerd free. Stuck my D. Stuck my D. I like that. Uh. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.